Welcome to another episode of Bucks in Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Stephen Dorf, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN, and then you can find this and all of our other podcasts on either on either Apple or Spotify. Um, Hirsch, Bucks take another unfortunate loss. However, you know, considering the circumstances, being very shorthanded, losing Chris in the middle of the first quarter. Uh, and the Phoenix Suns are a fully healthy team, star-studded team. Uh, I thought we played pretty well throughout the game. Uh, just couldn't really come up with the W. We moved a one in four under Doc Rivers, but you know this one, I think I can let it slide. How about you? Yeah, no, definitely a pretty weird game to say the least. Considering that you know, obviously Brooks not with the team currently, but it's not because of um, injury. It's because he had a child, so he's, he's still uh, dealing with that. And then Dame with his uh, sprained ankle. Hopefully, I mean, he 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 said that he doesn't think he'll be out very long. Maybe just like two games, but um, so that's good news for us, I guess. And then yeah, on the on the Doc River side of things, like he he joined our team mid season on our longest road trip so far, and now he's coming back home. He's finally gonna get a home game under his belt. Like, obviously, I think it's going to take some time. But, yeah, overall in this game, I think it was pretty impressive that we even, like, stayed in it against a team that had Durant, uh, you know, Booker, Beal, even a guy like Nurkic. I mean, dude, like, we, we played well. Like, we, we stayed in it. Campaign played well. Jay Crowder played well. Malik Beasley put up a 20-point point game. So, yeah, I think I just think overall, like we we definitely tried, we put in the effort. I just don't think personnel wise, we had the talent to uh, pull that one out. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think this was like an unrealistic one to expect to win. No Dame losing Chris in the first quarter basically was like a done deal. I mean, it's just Giannis and a bunch of role players versus you know one of the like be- or, uh, best big threes in the entire NBA, if not the best big three. Um, the one thing that did catch my eye though, Hirsch, is that. In a game like that, where you are so depleted, so shorthanded, you'd think that like guys like Marjan or Andre Jackson could offer something off the bench. And I know Doc Rivers isn't familiar with their games. They could be potential trade pieces, but I didn't really understand them not even getting a single minute. Um, he said he wanted to use one of them, and neither of them have even gotten the opportunity to play outside of like one minute in garbage time uh, in the five games Doc has coached. Do you think that both of them could be on this, you know, potential trade market or do you think he's actually, you know, staying true to his word and trying to slowly slowly integrate them into the system? Yeah, I mean, Doc was asked about it after the game yesterday and his answer was basically that he wants to build up Pat Connington's confidence because he he thinks that we're going to need them or need Pat Connington down the stretch, which is weird because he's like our most tradable contract outside of Bobby Portis and he'll probably be moved by Friday. Um, but yeah, I just think overall a little strange that neither of them played, especially with the amount of injuries that we had. Um, I would have liked to see one of them. It seems like, uh, doc likes, uh, Andre Jackson a little bit more than Marjan. So it seems like Marjan's probably the odd man out, which, uh, sucks for a lot of us box fans because, you know, we were pretty high on him, but yeah, I think one of these guys is going to get moved, but Steve, I think, you know, one thing that there is to notice is that AJ Green has played a lot more uh, as of late when, you know, Andre and Marjan are 
being uh, getting DNP coaches decisions. AJ Green's out there getting 13 minutes. Uh, so maybe when Doc said, you know, one of these young guys needs to contribute, he wasn't referring to, you know, either of our top two young guys. He was referring to AJ Green, who's, you know, been consistently seeing the floor as of late. Yeah, I actually really like the way Doc has used AJ Green. Get him in early in the game. If he hits some of the shots, you know he's going to have a night. If he misses them, you give him one more chance maybe in the third quarter. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just one of those guys like where if he's on, he's going to be a huge, like help tier offense tries really hard on defense. We talked about it, um, in the last show, but yeah, AJ green is someone I'm definitely pretty excited about, uh, someone who I want to see grow for this team. I think, you know, it's, it's always nice to have like a really good sharpshooter on your team. You can't have too many of those guys. So yeah, I want to see AJ green continue to build his role. I know he had a tough game against the Suns, but I expect him to bounce back, and I don't think that this will cause any reason for him to lose his role. No, yeah, absolutely. And when, you know, a guy is like A.J. Green and his his basically singular role out there is to take threes, like he's just going to have nights where sometimes they don't fall. And I think that's, you know, kind of the story of, of players of his mold. I mean, you, you go through history, there's guys – uh, you know, scatter all over the place that are are basically AJ Green type players where they just come in for, you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes on a good night and just huck up threes because they're one of the team's best shooters. And, you know, if he can just come in and do that and while playing solid defense, like I know he got babied a couple times yesterday by uh Brad in the first half, but yeah, I think I think, you know, he's definitely uh, a good piece to see. But yeah, Steve, all in all uh, in this game, I just think it was a weird game, especially with, you know, how banged up you were. Uh, it seemed like we were kept kept getting banged up throughout the game, even uh, with Giannis going down, Jay going down, Pat. I mean, all these guys got banged up throughout the game. So I think we can just chalk it up to, you know, we, we didn't have the personnel or the talent really to compete in this one. Um, and we'll take a quick break and uh, we'll talk about this upcoming back to back at home against the T-Wolves and Hornets. And we're back on the Box and Six podcast. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. Uh, we're going to preview this upcoming back-to-back at home. It'll be Doc Rivers' first uh, home little stretch uh, for the Bucks here. Uh, upcoming first, we have the T-Wolves, Steve. The T-Wolves are going to be tough for us. They're 35-16. and 16. They're the number one defensive team in the league, Steve. And we know the explosiveness on offense with Cat. I mean, he just put up 65 like last week or something. And then, you know, Anthony Edwards is one of the better all-around shooting guards in the NBA. So I think this team could give us some serious problems, especially if we're not at full health. Yeah, I mean, even at full health, I think that this is one of those teams that would just give us a lot of issues just due to what they have. Uh, As you mentioned, Anthony Edwards, one of the best, you know, uh, shooting guards in the league, two-way guy. Uh, knows how to get a bucket, can play good defense, but when he's on, he is essentially unguardable. And then Carl Anthony Towns is like one of the better offensive big men in the league, might be the best big man shooter in the league. Uh, we know Brooke has trouble getting out because he's just so slow, more of a paint guy, uh, paint defender. So those two I, I could see giving us a lot of problems, uh, especially if we're not, uh, not at full health, Hirsch. Um, this could be one that I'm not feeling too confident about, even though we're at home. Yeah, it could definitely be a t- be a tough one, especially because you know Gobert is considered probably one of the better you know paint defenders in the league as well, and that's kind of where Giannis has his bread and butter is in the paint. 
Um, if Gobert is really in there kind of clogging it, I think it could give Giannis some problems uh, scoring-wise on the inside as well. Yeah, no, they've just got a really good overall team. Even someone like Jaden McDaniels could give, you know, some of our scoring wings problems. Uh, I mean, they're 35 and 16 for a reason, Hirsch. Really, really good overall team, and they play through defense, through elite defense, uh, and have, you know, a go-to guard that they can go to, a uh, position that we have tremendously struggled uh, to deal with. So, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not too confident going into this one, just considering that we aren't fully healthy. Uh, you know, we're still trying to figure out how to use this Doc Rivers system. But, you know, moving forward to the next day, we do have the 10 and 39 Hornets. That's a, a team that I think that we should and can beat. Even if we are down uh, a few guys, if Brooke can't get back, if Dame can't get back, if Chris can't get back, I mean, we still have the best player on the court. I understand that Brandon Miller has been, you know, looking like a superstar as of late, but no LaMelo ball, they're missing their best player. So, I mean, yeah, that's a team, even though it's on the back-to-back, Hirsch, like that's a team that we should be able to handle. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you mentioned, LaMelo has been out for, you know, the majority of the year. Uh, Miles Bridges and Brandon Miller have been kind of carrying the offensive load for them. And like you mentioned, I mean, B. Miller has, you know, he's been averaging 24 a game in his last 10. So definitely, definitely looking like he panned out uh, as that second pick, Steve, which I know you were, you were pretty high on him coming out of the, coming into the draft. So looks like you got vindicated with that, with that call. But yeah, otherwise I think, you know, should be a nice win. I don't really, I'm not really worried about this one at all. I'd be very shocked if we ended up losing to the Hornets at home, Steve. Yeah, I just don't want to see another like jazz-like performance where, you know, we have the lead going into the fourth, throughout the fourth, basically, and just get blown out at the end of the game. I don't want to see any of that. Like, I want to see us just put together a, from quarter one to quarter four, just overall, like, A performance. I don't think we've seen too many of those, if any, this year. Uh, and I think, you know, a team like the Hornets is one of those teams where you can like have that great game, especially if they're not going to be with LaMelo Ball, their best player. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, there should be a lot of confidence that we can, you know, win this Hornets game. Hopefully we can win that T-Wolves game as well. But either way, it'll be nice to see, you know, Doc Rivers finally at home in the Pfizer form where his jersey's up in the Raptors as a Marquette player. Um, so at least that'll be nice for him. Nice little homecoming. Uh, but Steve, let's move forward. To the deadline. I mean, it's coming up. We've been talking about it. Everyone's been talking about it. Um, I know we talked a lot about DeJounte Murray on our last pod, but kind of seems like a little bit of a pipe dream. I mean, it would be like really lucky if we ended up getting him. Um, I know there's a lot of other teams that are also involved and interested in him. So let's switch the focus to our other guys that are, you know, currently our top targets. Uh, according to reports, we have Bruce Brown from the Raptors. We have Andrew Wiggins from the Warriors, and we have Dorian Finney-Smith from the Nets. Steve, um, of these three, who do you like the most, and do you think any or all of them will help the team if they are gotten? Yeah, I mean, I think all three of them, you know, bring something to this team, something that this team desperately needs, and that's just like high-level defense. Uh, I know Andrew Wiggins has kind of had a down year, but. Um, we've seen what he can do in the past with the Warriors. He was, you know, a huge reason why they were able to win that championship. Uh, one of their better two-way gu- uh, players. But I, I want Bruce Brown. I, I said it on the last one. Bruce Brown, DeJounte Murray, obviously. But I think Bruce Brown fits in seamlessly. Someone who doesn't need a lot of shots, but will just go out there, play really, really good defense. 
Um, I mean, we've gone against him in a playoff series and, you know, he was pretty frustrating just out there running around causing havoc for everything. Uh, and then he won a championship with the Nuggets most recently being, you know, that lockdown defender for them. So, yeah, if I could get one of them, I would get Bruce Brown. And then Wiggins and Dorian Finney-Smith are both, you know, interesting players. I think that re they're really good defenders. I just don't know if they're going to help us stop these elite guards that we've been, you know, struggling to guard all year. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think out of the three of them, Bruce Brown is probably the best target um, just because of his height. He's, uh, you know, a 6'4", but he's definitely a, a big 6'4", and he can – he can guard point guards, he can guard shooting guards and small forwards. Um, so that's that's kind of a plus on that end. Um, Andrew Wiggins and Dorian Finney-Smith, like you mentioned, are a little bit bigger but and a little bit slower. But I still think like with the length that they have, they could guard like a guy like Tyrese Halliburton in the playoffs if we ended up uh, matching up with them. You know, there are some big guards that, you know, they could match up with. I mean, obviously the smaller guys, like if we were to match up against a Tyrese Maxey or uh, Darius Garland, like that would not be an ideal matchup there. But I mean, Wiggins and Wiggins has a bit of an offensive game. I think more more than Bruce Brown does. Uh, he's a better shot creator. And I think Dorian Finney-Smith is a little bit better offensive player too. But defensively is kind of where we're struggling right now. And Bruce Brown is definitely the uh, cream of the crop when it comes to perimeter defense, uh, Steve. But Reports are also saying that the Bucks are going to be extremely aggressive, might make multiple moves, um, and the buyout market's always on the table too. Obviously, you know, if any of these trades have to be made, it's unfortunate, but Bobby Portis and one of our young guys and probably Pat also will have to be shipped out. Um, if we did make a move like that, Steve, would, would it put us over the top? And, uh, and like, truly, how many moves do you expect us to make? Is it one trade, like one big trade? Is it multiple trades? Like, do you think we're making a couple trades or is it just, just going to be like a big, you know, three for one kind of deal and we just get our guy? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it really just depends. I mean, if they can go out there and get someone like a Bruce Brown, they'd obviously have to give up like three assets just to make the contracts work out. Uh, and then, yeah, they'd obviously, you know, be aggressive in the buyout market after, cause you'd need to fill up those two spots for other players. Um, Does it put us over the top though? I think it could. I mean, you know, on the last one, I said that, um, you know, this team as of right now, there's just the fit isn't quite there. I don't think and I think a lot of people are kind of starting to realize this now, like this current roster just probably isn't good enough to beat some of the other top dogs in this in the league. Uh, we need a defensive guy. We don't have a singular like true defensive lock. Uh, just getting literally anyone just, you know, to help bring that defensive uh, intensity up, just, you know, even just defensive skill, really. I mean, we just need someone, Hirsch. I think it'll be a tremendous help for us. Definitely. I think I'm, 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 I'm expecting us to make, you know, a move definitely by Friday. Uh, so, you know, Steve, if, if last night was the last time that we've, you know, seen Bobby and Pat and Bucks jerseys, like it's definitely been a ride as Bucks fans just to see these guys especially Pat, you know, he kind of came into his own uh, coming from Portland to Milwaukee. Uh, you know, he's had a great career here. Same thing with Bobby. I think, you know, as fans, all we can do is be grateful for, you know, what these guys have brought to us and helping us win that championship. Yeah, I don't think we win that championship without either of them, honestly. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it's just been three, four years now. Times change. Um the roster just doesn't fit the way it used to. And I think those guys, just because of their contract, 
and honestly, you know, how they've just been kind of playing for us this year. I think that those are easily the two most movable guys, the two most likely guys to get moved. I know that, you know, we're a little bit more hesitant to trade Bobby, but if we can get the right guy that they'll go for it. And I think Bruce Brown, I know I keep talking about Bruce Brown, but I think Bruce Brown really, really is that guy. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think, you know, trade's going to be made the next couple of days. We should see, you know, a, a, a new-ish uh, box roster by the weekend. So I think with that, uh, that'll be it for today's episode of the Box and Six podcast. Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at BoxN6FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorr. And let's go Bucks.